All right, today's episode, episode number 10, is a very special one because brand new podcasters like myself rarely make it past 10 episodes. And here we are recording episode number 10. Da 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 da! So today's book is Food and Wine's Best of the Best, volume number 12. And I'm going to tell you all about the five different things that we made out of this book. Pull apart lemon coffee cake, feta basil red pepper biscuits, spaghetti squash with sage and butter, paprika and garlic rubbed roasted chicken, and a crisp apple streusel. I'll also tell you all about the random chef facts of Flo Bracker, the author of Baking for All Occasions. We'll have the book review as usual, Bluebell's favorite things, and I'll give you the very exciting rolling results for week number 38. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this very special episode number 10. I'm Bluebell McDoobie, and this is Rolling for Recipes. I'm here to entertain, inspire, and encourage home cooks of all levels. If your cooking could use the warm, funny, guiding hand of a real-life grandma, that would be me, Bluebell McDoobie. Join me here each week on Rolling for Recipes. All right, let's get started. Wow, such an exciting week. We made so many awesome things out of this book, Food and Wines, Best of the Best, Volume Number 12. Well, I did quite a bit of cooking this time. Junior McDoobie got to get in there and made something quite amazing. Big Papa didn't get too involved this time. He made one thing. I was really the one that really got all over this one this time. So without further ado, allow me to let you in on what we made this time. The list is feta basil red pepper biscuits. That's what Big Papa made. We have spaghetti squash with sage and butter. Paprika and garlic rubber, rubber, (laughs) paprika and garlic rubbed roasted chicken, crisp apple streusel, and the pull apart lemon scented coffee cake that Junior made. First up, let me talk about the feta basil red pepper biscuits. To me, these biscuits were just okay. I think that they could have been elevated by using extremely high quality feta. Big Papa just had one of those cellophane wrapped from the grocery store deli section feta cheeses on hand. And I think that he didn't have quite enough basil going on. So it was a good recipe, but not anything all that outstanding. You know what I'm saying? It was good, but nothing that caused me to feel very inspired. Let's just say that. For the recipes that I made, I will start with the paprika and garlic rubbed roasted chicken that I made. That, oh my gosh, this was the easiest recipe and it resulted in an extremely crispy roasted chicken. And when I was eating it, it made me think, gosh, I think I could use the same technique and recreate the spice flavors of KFC original recipe chicken because it came out so incredibly crispy. The rub was super simple. It was garlic and a very good quantity of paprika and some vegetable oil. You minced up the garlic fine, combined it with the oil and the paprika, and then you rubbed the chicken. I use chicken thighs, of course. We always use chicken thighs. You know that by now. Rubbed the chicken all over, including under the skin. 
and then you just very simply put it in the oven at 450 for 45 minutes. Didn't really need 45 minutes. That was for a whole chicken, that instruction. So of course you just use your own judgment there. But the results were, like I said, an extremely crispy piece of chicken. I do recommend putting down a piece of aluminum foil in your pan ahead of time because it was a three-day soak to get the baked on food (laughs) out of the pan, but totally worth it. And the chicken did have a very intense garlic flavor that all of us love here at McDoobie Mansion. So that chicken's a keeper and we've already used the same baking, roasting technique again on another recipe and it is a great way to do chicken. So because there was extra of the rub, I went ahead and cut up a bunch of white roast potatoes that I had and I put those into a separate pan. I used the same rub. I just added some more olive oil to it so it would spread easier over the potatoes and get them so they would roast up really good. And I wanted to let you know that I put them in the separate pan. I could have cooked it along with the chicken, but I didn't want the moisture from the potatoes to take away from the crisp texture that I was trying to achieve with the chicken. And it it worked to do it that way because the second time that we used this technique, Junior baked some chicken in the same method and he put some potatoes into the pan with the chicken chicken and the chicken came out great but it definitely was not as crispy and that was because of the moisture thrown off by the potatoes so it's just something to think about the same night that I made the paprika and garlic rubbed chicken I made spaghetti squash with sage and butter now I want to tell you that I have never had much success with spaghetti squash I've always wanted to like it I just for some reason when it was served like traditional spaghetti back in the day with red tomato sauce on it. It just never did anything for me. But this one, as you know from prior episodes where I struggled with the nochi, I really do love sage and butter combination of sizzled, frizzled sage and butter and use that for a sauce. It's delicious. And my spaghetti squash with that flavor profile was something that I loved. Now it also was supposed to have walnuts in it. I didn't have walnuts on hand, so I used sliced almonds instead. So it was really a complete meal with protein in it as well, even if we hadn't had the chicken because it had the nuts and it also had pecorino romano cheese. So a great vegetarian dinner to make, even if you didn't have the chicken alongside. I posted a video about this on my Instagram. There's a reel if you want to see visually of what it looked like to make this spaghetti squash. It was extremely easy and I will be making it again. I even finished off all the leftovers. Very delicious. I also made a crisp apple streusel that was so stupidly easy to make. It was one of those recipes that will be a foundation recipe that I'm going to play around with. I think that I could have made it even better than what the recipe called out for. I did post the recipe for the crisp apple streusel on Instagram. If you want to go there and check it out, explaining how to make it and how you can modify it to make it even better. It was a very good basic recipe, but I felt that it could be improved with a a dash of lemon juice, maybe a half a teaspoon of vanilla, add some oats to the topping. But just as it was, as the recipe called out for. It was a delicious, very easy apple dessert, and I love warm apple desserts. Now on to the star recipe of last week. So Junior made a lemon-scented pull-apart coffee cake. Oh my gosh, this recipe was quite the process. It was a yeast dough. So, oh my gosh, that's my favorite. Love yeast dough. The instructions of the recipe called for the dough to be rolled out, 
spread with butter, sprinkled with sugar, cut into strips that you then stack and cut again so that you end up with squares of dough that have this sugary, lemon zesty, buttery filling in between each layer of dough. And so then you let that rise up again before you bake it because it's a yeast bread. And then you have a cream cheese lemon frosting that you drizzle over the top. Oh my gosh, this coffee cake was absolutely delightful, beautiful, smelled amazing, texturally fantastic, visually stunning. And it was just a lovely, lovely lemony thing. Not a super simple recipe. It took some time and dedication to make it, but the technique made my brain think about all the other flavor profiles that you could do with that same technique of the stack pieces of dough, the square pieces with your flavor between each layer. When you serve it, you then have each person just peels off pieces of delicious, pillowy, lemony awesomeness. I have started a new little thing, by the way. It's called a recipe by request. So if you want me to post any of the recipes I talk about here on my podcast, or that I post about on Instagram, or on TikTok, please just let me know and I'd be happy to share any recipe that you'd like. So you can email me at lubell at rollingforrecipes.com or just message me on Instagram at Rolling for Recipes or at Lubell McDoody. For random chef facts for episode 10, we're going to learn all about Flow Breaker. Ms. Flow Breaker unfortunately has passed away. She died at the age of 78 back in 2017. But the book of the week, the Food and Wine's Best of the Best, Volume 12, came out in 2009. And that is the same year that Ms. Breaker wrote her cookbook, Baking for All Occasions. The reason I wanted to talk about Flow Breaker was the recipe that Junior McDoobie made, the lemon-scented pull-apart coffee cake. Well, that's Flow Breaker's recipe. And my goodness, what a recipe. It drew my attention to Miss Flow Breaker because that recipe was so outstanding that I just decided to pick her. And then I looked her up and man, Miss Flow Breaker is actually the real deal. I want to read to you what it said here in an introduction in the book of the week for the section that talked about her cookbook, Baking for All Occasions. So it says, Flow Breaker describes herself as part witch when it comes to baking. The author of four baking books and a baking teacher for over 30 years, she characterizes her working style this way, quote, I'm a night owl and I like to bake late, late in the night. The grandkids are asleep, no phones ring, no interruptions, just me in the kitchen, end quote. Classic homespun American desserts are what she bakes, though she gives a modern twist to her recipes now and then by glazing a coffee cake with butterscotch, for instance. Her detailed recipes are excellent for novice bakers who might be unsure of their skills. Breakers there every step of the way. And that's the end of that excerpt from the book. So I looked up Miss Flow Breaker, found out she'd passed away in 2017, and also learned more about her and that she was a home cook who grew to national recognition by teaching herself how to bake 
She opened a small catering business in the 60s, and then in the 70s, she attended some classes, and the teacher eventually asked Ms. Flowbreaker to teach the baking classes. So there you go. She learned so much. Well, with her cookbooks that she produced, she won awards for the book, The Art of Making Bite-Sized Desserts. The Baking for All Occasions cookbook that was released in 2009 that was included in this compilation was nominated for a James Beard Award. And in addition to her award-winning cookbooks, she also had a 20-year column in that started in 1989 called The Baker Column at the Chronicle. And in that and in that column she focused on giving very clear concise directions and that's what readers and home cooks really appreciate about this baker. The Simple Art of Perfect Baking, which was her debut book back in 1984, was released again in 1992. And apparently that got her some more attention. And she then spent a week with Julia Child filming uh, the TV series Baking with Julia. I think I saw that show on Amazon Prime. And I'll have to look back and find the one where Ms. Breaker is the guest. So I felt like Ms. Flo Breaker definitely deserved to be highlighted here on Rolling for Recipes in our Random Chef Facts. And the last thing I'll mention is that in 1997, she was inducted into the James Beard Foundation Who's Who of Food and Beverage in America. So I, I didn't know who she was. I'll admit that. But I am now a fan and I will be looking for her other cookbooks. Definitely want to find the 2009 Baking for All Occasions book that the Pull Apart Lemon Coffee Cake is in. There's other recipes that I saw in the same in the book of the week that I wanted to make. I haven't had time yet, but boy, Butterscotch Spiral Coffee Cake. And that one, by the way, her instructions are so thorough that she's got one, two, three pages same with the lemon scented pull apart coffee cake, three pages. So it was a lot, it was very involved to make that lemon coffee cake, but the instructions are great. I'm looking through them right now and they're very thorough, which I totally appreciate. And I actually noticed this when Junior was cooking this cake. She gives her measurement directions in all of the standard ways plus ounces, plus grams. So for instance, if she wants a third of a cup of milk, she also puts down that she wants two and a half ounces or 75 milliliters. That's a very high attention to detail. And that's awesome. She's also got a dreamy coconut cream pie. Well, that sounds really good. So these are just a few of the recipes that they pulled out of that book. So that is Miss Flo Breaker. Definitely keep an eye out for any cookbooks that she has if you love to bake like we do here at McDoobie Mansion. Well, I'm not even really sure I need to do the book review. If you've listened this far, you've probably already figured out that I really like this book. All of us McDoobies love these best of the best cookbook recipes, editors of food and wine. I don't think I need to say a whole lot here except that 
if you come across these books in your wanderings or if anybody ever wants to give you one or you need to buy a gift for somebody, I highly, highly recommend seeking these out. Not only do they have great recipes tested by the editors of Food and Wine magazine, it gives you a chance to preview other cookbooks that you might want to buy. One of these volumes that we have had a Tyler Florence cookbook called, I think it's called Inside the Test Kitchen. I'm recording inside my bedroom, so I don't have access to the books at my fingertips right this second. But if I'm remembering correctly, it was Tyler Florence in the test kitchen. And in that book, which I found by reading one of these compilation books by Food and Wine, I found my favorite Caesar salad dressing ever and several other recipes that I adored. And so I sought that book out. I looked for it and found it and bought it. So that's the other value in these books is you get an exposure to 25 different highly regarded cookbooks that helps if you're also collecting cookbooks like we do. Like I've said before, not as crazy as we are about it, but if you're going to pick up a few cookbooks to have, I highly recommend any of these food and wine books. And this one was was very successful, especially that lemon scented pull apart coffee cake. So good. Episode number 10's Lubell's favorite kitchen thing is my microplane. Now this is a kitchen tool that I didn't realize I needed until we bought one way back in 2015. That's how long we've had this one. That's what my Amazon orders tell me anyway. Right now they go for $15.99. I know that might sound kind of steep for a simple little kitchen tool, but once you have one, you'll, you'll never go back. So basically they're designed for grating citrus, the zest of citrus. And of course I thought of the microplane because Junior made that lemon scented pull apart coffee cake that I can't stop talking about. So I saw him using that and then I've used it myself a couple times lately. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna tell everybody about this thing. So the one I have has ultra sharp grating blades, stainless steel, surgical grade, and the blade is made in the US. I'm sure the handle is not. It comes in 25 different colors and patterns. Who knew? Who knew that you needed that many colors and patterns in a microplane? They even come in colors such as bubblegum and eggplant. So there you go. Your kitchen will be decorated just the way you like. Beyond grating citrus, which of course it's fabulous for, I also use it to grate whole nutmeg. Now, if you're ever going to use nutmeg and you need powdered nutmeg, just buy yourself the whole ones and grate them fresh. I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. Also really good for fine grating any kind of hard cheese, obviously, like Parmesan or Pecorino Romano. These The microplane is so micro that it shreds things into the tiniest little pieces you can imagine, including things like ginger and garlic. In fact, if I ever make a ginger cake again, I plan to grate the ginger instead of chopping it up. So if you don't have a microplane yet, I highly recommend you get one. Rollin', 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 keep those doggies rollin' ride. Yeah, maybe not. Anyways, it is time for the rolling results for week number 38. Oh my gosh, this was a good one. I know I say that every week, but... This time, the book that we rolled for was China Moon. Oh my goodness. I know my daughter is probably listening to this podcast. 
And she probably got a big smile on her face when she saw that the book of the week was China Moon. So this book we have had in our family for decades. And Mr. McDoobie worked his tail off when he first got this book back in the day. Oh my gosh, at least 20 years ago, if not longer. He worked his tail off on this cookbook because so many of the recipes, I would say a good 90% of the recipes in China Moon require you to make something else to actually make a recipe, such as chili oils and spice blends and rubs and just all kinds of complicated things. And our family just absolutely adored the food that Mr. McDoobie cooked out of that book. He, that this book is dog-eared. <laughs> it is stained and used and abused. So be sure to tune in to episode number 11 for China Moon and hear all about what we made. That concludes another episode of Rolling for Recipes, and I really do hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it that you can take back to your own kitchen and enjoy your cooking just a little bit more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Rolling for Recipes. I share lots of great cooking videos, especially on my stories. You can also follow Lubel McDoobie on Instagram. That's where I like to post my behind the scenes, making a podcast from scratch goofiness that I have going on. So I'd love it if you'd follow both of those and also encourage your friends and family to listen to Rolling for Recipes podcast if they are someone who could use a little bit of me in their lives and in their kitchen. So keep cooking and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for all your support. Bluebell McDoobie signing out.